there, precious kinklings. You're listening to Chaos for Kinky, and we're your friendly neighborhood kinksters. Jen. And Eden. And today we're talking about help. I'm a new top. What do I do? Help. Help me, I'm new. Hello, and welcome to the Chaos for Kinky podcast. This podcast discusses adult topics, so if you are offended by adult topics or are under the age of 18, please stop listening now. Also, while Miss Jen is a therapist, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not to be taken as personal therapy for you. She is not your therapist. And if she is your therapist, just remember that what she says only technically counts in your private sessions. This is a really uh, personal topic for me because I am a new top. Um, I'm, I'm a switch, but I, I'm new to topping and it, it's quite the journey. Uh, there are some things that happen that are almost like mind fucky. <laughs> When it comes to talk, well, because oh like I think because I spent five years bottoming only and identifying as a submissive for all of that time, there are things that you don't really think about or that you're curious about as a bottom or a submissive that suddenly become clear or suddenly become wonky when you're a top. So like an example of this for me was as a bottom, I always kind of like wondered what do tops see in bottoms? that make them want to pursue that bottom. Like basically what do I bring as a bottom to the scene? And because I couldn't know for sure what it was, I was insecure as a bottom because I'm like, man, I'm really lucky this top is playing with me. I know what they bring to the scene, but what do I bring besides a willingness to be hit? You know what I mean? Well, and another question I would get a lot is like, why would anyone want to like from, from bottoms? Why would anyone want to top? Like, (laughs) It just seems yeah. like a bunch of work or whatever. So yeah. that's another one. It's like get. all the, yeah, this is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what I, I only really fully understood and could believe what I brought to the table as a bottom was valuable when I started topping and realized a huge part as a top of what you see in a bottom is compatibility, energy exchange, that person's ability and desire to communicate. And just honestly, whether or not that person excites you as a bottom. And those are all qualities that a person might just have innately besides the communication, which is a learned skill. But it's not so much that the bottom has a particular skill necessarily as it is I'm drawn to this bottom and enjoy that I enjoy them in scenes and I feel safe exchanging this energy. I feel safe topping. And like those are things that until you, you know, either listen to tops talk about this or you are a top yourself, it doesn't fully click. The other thing I've heard from bottoms is like if they do decide to top, understanding how much like energy input it takes to top, um, that's that's a funny thing too. And I think today's topic is interesting from a couple of different perspectives, which I hope you know I'm, I'm looking to speak to both both of these, which is what you're talking about coming into the scene from the bottom side, uh, which we can both we've both talked about our own journeys in in this kind of stuff, but becoming a top or dominant from having been a bottom or submissive and just that transition and becoming a new top or a new dom from the experience of being in the scene just with a different identifier for a while. Um, But there's also the brand new top slash dom walking into the scene with zero experience. I feel is the most like piss your pants terrifying position to be in because here's the thing a lot of s types walk in and they are also scared and nervous and there's a reason to be because s types are walking in and if they're new and they know they want a bottom there's this 
great fear factor of can I trust anybody and how do I know if I can trust somebody? How do I even begin to understand? Am I going to be taken advantage of? Am I just am I just a, a moving target right now and people are going to, you know, try to pick me up and take advantage? It, it just it's a scary situation as a bottom. Um, but as a top, on top of I'm walking into a space that's new and I don't really know much about it and I don't really know I don't, I don't know how to find a partner. I don't know how to make sure that things are good. There's also this added pressure of I also am supposed to know these things. I'm supposed to know something. I'm supposed to have some sort of authority. How do I act as a top when I'm brand new and don't know a goddamn thing? And Including I feel like, skills. Yeah, I think that there's this pressure on tops that's different from the pressure on bottoms. And I think it's rightfully there. But at the same time, it's not so rightfully there. And I want to I talk about what I mean by that. Um, tops should have responsibility. They should have authority. They should have skill. So um, there is a reason for a top to walk in and go, oh, fuck, I'm supposed to be able to do these things and I don't know how. But the antidote to that or the other side of that is it's okay to be a new top. It's okay to say, I want to do this action, so I'm going to learn. In the same way that it's okay to decide that you want to learn how to do archery, And no one expects you to walk onto the archery range, grab a bow and an arrow and fire and hit. I was going to say and be, uh, what's her name? Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Nobody expects you to do that. People expect you to take safety classes first. They expect you to wear safety goggles if necessary. They expect you to work with bows that are easier to pull and arrows that aren't lethal. Like these are things that you're expected to do before you actually start using the real weapons and using different types of ranges. Um, And it's just the same expectation of you should put in the work to learn should apply to any skill. And I, I think that it's, that's why I say it, it's natural for a top to be nervous or overwhelmed or to feel the pressure of exuding a certain aura. Um, but it's also unreasonable to think that a new top would have those abilities. Um, the danger zone comes in with new tops who come in who don't care about learning skills or don't understand that they should have to and to pretend they have them. Or, or who, who or who think that they need to pretend in order to either find partners or be seen as legitimate. legit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so the first piece that we're going to just hold space for right now is that if you are a new top and you're also new to the scene, you gain credibility and you seem more in control of yourself. And it's just going to gain you more respect across the board if you say out loud, I am new. I don't know anything or I know very little. I am here to learn and I'm not putting my hands on somebody or taking somebody into my care until I can do that safely. That is a classy move that shows the caliber of the type of top or dominant you will become. Um, So that's the first piece of advice is that if you are new, we encourage and support you vocalizing that. Just be honest about what you can and can't do. Like, trust me, you will get mass amounts of respect from everybody including bottoms and s types that you meet yeah now on a completely different note but that to me just burst into my mind when we're talking about this i cannot tell you the number of times as a new top who has only been topping for about a year now um and i would say in that year i've only probably done like 15 scenes as a top maybe i have had bottoms go up to me who do not know me who have never seen me play and volunteer to bottom to me as tribute. Yeah. And it's terrifying <laughs> as a top and also as somebody who's bottom, because I'm looking at them going, how could you 
do that without vetting me, without wondering if I can even aim, like let alone what my intentions might be. And, and this is something that I kind of Hand find that bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. It's something I find really fascinating in the scene that I feel like new tops are tempted by. I think this is why a lot of new tops start playing immediately without realizing the danger because there are many bottoms who either don't know that they should vet or who don't really care and who are just kind of like new themselves and are like, anybody can hit. So yeah, you, <laughs> you know, um, so I know I, what I've seen on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and the thing is like, it's true that anybody can hit, but not everybody can hit well. Well, and also <laughs> people might have experience quote unquote in the bedroom, right? We see that a lot where people figure out, they're kinky because they're with partners and they do stuff in the bedroom, right? And they may just assume that that totally translates to setting up a scene in a dungeon. And while there are aspects that do, aspects, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> um, not all of it does. <laughs> so there you go. Save me. I'm here. Puns. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. The first piece of advice that I want to extend and that I've been processing and really having reinforced for me over the past year um, is that the skill you want to learn immediately as a new top is restraint. Restraint. Um, well, define what restraint you're talking about. I don't mean the literal <laughs> like restraining people's bodies. I mean self-restraint. <laughs> and calm when it comes to approaching play because something that I'm noticing as I'm playing with people both as a bottom and a top um, is that you really don't know somebody you don't know their integrity you don't know the way that they work you don't know somebody until you get to know them you don't know what somebody's intentions are you don't know what their threshold is for not only physical pain but like emotional distress you just don't know until you spend time with them. And if you are immediately as a new top engaging in pickup play or giving people benefit of doubt or honestly intuitively reading their energy in the moment um, and hoping and trusting that you got them, you know, pinned correctly, right? If you do that and you are also new and you don't have good control yet over how you do scenes and you are likely to make mistakes – you have no idea how that person is going to treat you, react to you. You have no idea if you walk away from an interaction, even a short one that's play-related, and you feel really good about it, and the other person doesn't. You know, and that's something where I definitely, I, I definitely feel um, anxious as a top because I'm aware the responsibility falls on the top in these situations. Even if you innocently make a mistake, it's on you, and. It, and that's the, that's the next piece I want to say besides self-restraint for tops. Um, obviously, you should be going to classes. Obviously, you should be learning hard skills, which is basically, in case you don't know what that means, like how to throw a flogger, how to spank someone, how to use rope. Like these are hard skills. And then there's also soft skill classes, which are, you know, um, how to negotiate is an example, safety and red flags, vetting, et cetera. Um, but more importantly than that, as a new top, I would examine your own ethics and your own integrity and what those words mean to you. Um, because something that I'm noticing for myself, the only reason I think that I'm doing well as a new top um, is that I have a lot of community support. I have a set of ethics, a code of conduct that I'm trying to, to, to reach for and hold myself to. 
And I also have a mentor and people I can go to to ask for help and guidance as a top. But if you are a top and you don't understand what can happen when scenes go wrong, which could happen, it happens to experienced tops and new tops. If you don't understand the, the burden on you to provide care and support, and basically what that means is you don't understand your full responsibility beyond the scope of the scene itself, how are you going to be able to show up and act right if a bottom is not okay or if you make a mistake or if the bottom is dropping right like these are things that you need to learn so here's one of the major conundrums um for a new i'll just say d-type because that includes tops whatever a new d-type coming into the scene the conundrum is kind of like when you're looking for a new job and they say experience needed and you're like well how am i supposed to get experience if every job says experience needed. Um, It's kind of like that because a lot of new D types come in and they don't know people. They don't know, they don't have community support because they don't know anybody in the community. They don't have a mentor um, or even necessarily friends. And so what they end up doing is coming in and doing things like pickup play. And, you know, we can tell people go to classes, like all of that stuff is spot on and so important. And I also know that there's going to be new D types who don't, who want to jump in and play, right? Frenzy is a thing. Excitement is a thing on either side of the slash. And there's going to be people who are like, yeah, cool. Going to classes, educating, I'll do that. And I want to start playing. Like I've been fantasizing about this forever, or I've just discovered this and it's really super exciting whatever it is, um, there's going to be those situations. And so I just wanted to speak to that situation as much as I can in terms of if you are a new D type, you're coming in, you don't know anybody, you don't know anything, which you're not expected to, right? If you're brand new, while we would encourage absolutely to take the classes and to meet people just as people for support, for friendship, If you decide, yeah, but I want to start playing, like I want to get in there, I'm super excited about this, okay, you might jump in and want to do things like pick up play. Of course, I I wouldn't be me without a quick plug of things like Club Awakening. And um, the D-Type support group. And the D-Type support group that I run. uh, View from the top. Yes, it's called View from the top. In terms of places to go where you can start to jump in and learn skills as a top at Club Awakening and talk about D-type issues in the support group, that kind of stuff. So those are things you can do at the same time. But let's say you're jumping in or you're listening to this and don't have anything like Club Awakening. Maybe you're in other states that don't have those types of parties. Going to an event, engaging in pickup play, here are some tips that I would give, that I would suggest. One would be as you're talking to people at a party where you know you want to do pickup play, I would do your best to try and find people who have some experience. So bottoms that have been around for a bit who are also not new. Um, This way, at least one of you (laughs) has some experience and the bottom that you're playing with has enough knowledge or experience that if you are doing something that's not cool, if you're rapping with a flogger or you're not pacing yourself well in terms of, you know, spanking or whatever it might be that they know enough 
to at least be able to give you the feedback and advocate for themselves. So that would be one tip is is to find bottoms that at least have more experience than you. Um, it's also a great way to learn. The other tip is obviously, like we've said, to be honest about your skill set, to be honest about your experience level. There's plenty of bottoms out there who would have no issue playing with you and would have much more respect for somebody who's upfront about that uh, than somebody who, you know, puffs out their chest and is like, I am amazing. And then they play with you. And clearly that's not so much the truth because they will be able to tell. Did you want to say something on that? I have more tips. Just the tip. No, I mean, I, I think I think my, my brain is still processing and fixed on the fact that as a new top, I'm sometimes surprised again by by for me, the number of people who will willingly come up without knowing me well and ask to do a scene. I'm imagining how that type of treatment and interest would impact new to- other new tops. Well, and keep in mind, too, because I, I don't want to lose my train of thought with tips, but that also keep in mind that goes right along with what I just said in terms of the people approaching you are people who have some experience as bottoms, which is a positive, right? Like they might be taking more of a risk with a newer top, but they at least hopefully have some experience that they can lean on that, that they might need in that, in that instance. Um, I guess, yeah, I I guess what I want to offer is in relation to that, as we're sharing tips, another tip that I have is don't let your ego get so big that you let it dictate how you conduct yourself in the scene. Um, I know a lot of new tops who struggle with their ego, um, who would take bottoms approaching them as a sign that they are, you know, God's gift to, to the badass mofo yeah and um you should take it as a compliment but also like as a possible indication that there are people who are willing to take risks that maybe they shouldn't well don't take advantage of that yeah i guess that's what i'm trying to say is like be mindful of the fact that you're in a position of power even even if it doesn't seem that way at first or like even if you're doing this for that reason like you're like i'm gonna be in a position of power and that's my kink and brr, like you know well and and keep in mind that they might only like they might solely be asking you because they're attracted to you yeah it has nothing to do with your skills as a top or dominant well, so and, and a responsible top flattered or not will go do i have the skills to take <laughs> care of them or do we have a play interest or what is responsible here with this person who maybe is them are the, are themselves in frenzy? Well, it's like creating informed that, consent. Yeah. Right. Um, definitely, and definitely. that brings me to also my other tip that I wanted to not forget because Dory brain, which is the type of scene you do. So let's say you're getting in there and you're doing pickup play and you're finding people that want to play with you. Even if you have practiced a skill that is at a higher level, this is this is a tip that I would give to anybody who is playing with another person for the first time, regardless of experience on either side, which is keep your first scene as kind of exploratory and on the lighter end, right? Um, it's kind of like I tell my my volunteers at Club Awakening and Club Edge, don't ask the people coming up for a tasting how heavy they they think they are or want to try the thing. Tell them we're going to start light and then we can negotiate from there. And I really think that when you're playing with a new person, you know, regardless of your experience, they could say they're the heaviest bottom on earth. 
and that is subjective. So when you are a new top, especially, and you are out there doing pickup play with people that you are meeting at, at the party, you don't know them well, you haven't gained their trust, they haven't gained yours, I would really suggest, even if you've got like a bunch of skills that you've been practicing, keep it on the lighter end. This is somebody you don't know well, and you don't know what landmines you could step on. You don't know even just their personality outside of that evening. Um, So I would highly recommend if you're going to do that, keep things a little on the lighter side and hopefully they'll enjoy it so much. And so will you that there will be a negotiation for next time. And by then, hopefully in between, you'll get to know each other a little bit better. Um, You'll understand the bottoms, you know, triggers if they have any or things that you need to work with. And you can negotiate maybe to go a little bit further the next time if it's within your skill set. But that's the other tip that I would give, especially for a newer top or dom. I, I I wonder if other new tops struggle with this. What I found is that they do. Yeah. <laughs> what I found is that when you walk into a room with a bottom who's expecting a scene from you and you're new, it can be very daunting. Um, and one of the things that I do is I take it. I take time to check in. I always talk. So I, I talk with the bottom first. I see how they're doing. I basically have a verbal check in that might last anywhere from five to twenty minutes before the scene, and I hug the bottom. I hug the bottom before we start consensually, obviously, but I hug the bottom um, and establish physical connection there. And then I take the first five minutes of a scene to like touch their body, just to touch their body in places I'm allowed to, right? But to, to, to physically touch them, to feel their body, to notice how they're doing. And then for me, I'm, I'm only doing hands-on, but I start light. And one of the skills that I'm working on is making sure there's enough of a warm-up. When I was first starting, um, and I don't know, again, if other tops experience this, but learning how long to give a warm-up and how to read if the bottom is warmed up enough is kind of critical. And it does take practice, um, even if you mentally understand warm-up. So like, that's the first thing I'd say is make sure that you're warming up the bottom for at like five to ten minutes. Um, before you start to get heavier. The (laughs) issue with that is understanding time, right? Because a lot of times, you know, to the bottom time is going by faster typically, and to the top time is going by slower. And this is because of energy output. So you might think, oh my God, I have been doing this warm up forever and it's been three minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what's really funny too, like you can kind of, I mean, there are some things you can do to read. So like you can see how the bottom skin is reddening and you can hear their expressions like the way they're breathing the way they're moving any any gasps or any sounds let you know how hard you're hitting and how it's going but um a really easy trick that is good for new tops and just tops in general is to have music going um because the song's changing especially if you know that the songs are generally about three to four minutes long the songs changing tell you how long you've been doing something and that's so that's like a piece of advice I would really strongly recommend um and actually all the tops and I one one of the tops that I play with that I bought them to He's got a whole fucking playlist that's consistent and it's wonderful. And I know that he uses it to pace himself. And I think it's just a genius move. The issue um, becomes if you're in a place that you can play your own playlist. Yeah, but. that has that is something you have to keep <laughs> in mind. But another thing that I would recommend tops be willing to do is to communicate verbally to bottoms as you're getting to know them and as you're learning your own skill. 
I think I'd be so stressed out if I thought I had to be silent during the entire scene. And like I am practicing as I'm getting more comfortable topping, being more quiet during scenes, depending on the partner. But um, being able to verbally check in and say, how are you doing? Are you okay? Where are you at? That's really big. And so I would recommend for new tops to have that type of open communication, even if the bottom might be more experienced and ultimately prefer to sink into headspace. They know they're playing with a new top. So you can tell them like, I'm going to be checking in with you because I need to know how you are and how you're doing. Um, but give yourself freedom as the top to speak to the bottom, just to, to know what's going on. Sometimes I've heard other new tops talking about the stress of like, what if I'm not having fun in the scene or I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in the scene or I don't know what to do. And something that I kind of fill myself with as a new top walking into a scene space is the knowledge that I am in control and my job is to create a safe space for myself and the other person. Those are my primary pieces that I bring into the space when I'm topping. And that means that I have the right to move the bottom into a different position. I have a right to stop an action if it doesn't feel right. And I have an obligation to stop an action. I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of their body. I'm not just playing or hitting or causing impact I'm caring for them and I focus on that and like I obviously keep in mind what the negotiations are what not to touch how not to touch but I give myself permission to do things outside the scope of the impact like I'm not just there to provide the service of impact or the service of certain types of play I'm there to touch their face slightly or to connect with them or to like do whatever I need to do to form connection and I've noticed like my dominant does shit like that in scenes all the time. Like my our last scene, one of the most memorable moments was not how hard she was hitting me or kicking me. It was her holding my head to her stomach and playing with my hair for a second. And she like played with my earlobe, which was so unusual and also so sweet. And it was just what my dominant felt like doing because she felt like it. And a lot of bottoms are there to let you create an experience and you have to give yourself permission as the top as long as you're working within the agreed upon confines to move as is natural for you and to give the gift of what you want to do. Well, I think it also is connected to pacing as well, right? Because you spoke to warm up, but also throughout the scene, I think a lot of new new D types especially will kind of rapid fire through implements because it, which I want to say the positive side of that is that it's how you get experience. It's how you practice your skills with various implements. If you're using different implements, right? There's a part of it that is absolutely growth related and that's fantastic, which is why I don't like to poo poo it. But on the other hand, it can become something that if you are, you know, you, you warm them up spanking, whatever. And then you're like, okay, switching to this paddle, swat, swat, swat. Okay, next, I'm going to grab this cane, swat, 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 swat. And now I'm going to go to this other thing. And it's like this like very rapid fire going through like kind of all of your toy bag. It's good for learning skills and it's good for growth in, in, in that respect. But I would, as you grow as a top, I would keep in mind the pacing of that as well. I don't want to come across as like I'm telling you how to top a scene because that's not what I'm what I'm wanting to do. Disclaimer, we're here to give our personal yeah. opinions and advice. Well, and everybody <laughs> does their scenes differently. There are some people who will plan out every part of their scene. Like they know the implements they're going to go through and for how long and, and that kind of stuff. 
I don't personally do that. I, what I call follow the energy. So I might have stuff laid out. I may or may not touch each thing, even things that I 99% of the time use. I may not touch that time because it just doesn't feel like that's what I want to do. And so however you form your scenes, that is up to you. But just keeping in mind that, and I think this is the benefit also of, of both of us having bottomed for so long before topping, which is understanding that the pacing of the implements and the switching around of different implements that quickly can possibly affect headspace and their ability to sink in. Now, not necessarily, might not be the case, but generally speaking, it might be something to just kind of think about as you are starting to to top more and more. Well, and, and something that I'm finding as a newer top about a year in is that what I'm discovering about myself and with the people I'm playing with is what my style is. I'm also learning slowly as I'm getting braver and braver with trying new things what my style can be based on who I'm interacting with and I'm learning what types of scenes I want to have. And that's kind of a really cool part about topping is that every top has their own unique style. It's not about the actions that you take, in my opinion, but more so the intention behind what you're doing. So like, yes, it's true. Like if you specialize in needle play, that's going to be very different than people who do flogging, right? So it does matter the actions you're taking. Needle flogging? And needle flogging. Oh, <laughs> let's just stop that right there. In, in any case though, um, what am I wanting from the scene? Because I think a huge part of topping that's so challenging and that I hear other teachers kind of bring up when they're speaking about topping in classes is that tops sometimes don't pause long enough to ask themselves why they're there. They don't pause to communicate what they want to the bottom. They just offer their services to the bottom. And that's something that I have definitely experienced where, in a sense, I feel very service toppy right now in my journey. Um, Kink dispenser. Kind of. Kind of, but kind of not. Um, I'm very selective with who is my bottom. So in that sense, I'm not kink dispensing. I am interacting with people I want to interact with. But I don't often ask myself, what do I want? Because... What I want typically is the person across from me. I want to be connected to them. I want to be able to focus on them. I want to share an experience with them. So in that sense for me, when I say I want that person, I want that energy exchange. And whatever that shape is for us, whatever they bring to the table, I'm going to react and match that. So I tend to approach my scenes at the top in a very fluid sense. I know that I'm going to be topping. I know they're going to be bottoming and I know that unless we discuss switching during the scene, there's no switching that will occur. But beyond that, I don't know until I see that bottom on the day of what their mental and emotional state is. I don't know what they're physically in need of. I don't know what's going on. So I, I tend to be very responsive to the bottom state and needs. And I tend to focus my energy and my intention on I'm not here to hit you. I'm here to change you and to be changed by you. I'm here to have a transformative experience with you. And that's how I am as a top. And that's my style. That's not why every top tops. So the question I pose to a new top is what's your process? Why are you there? Because you want to feel something and you want to do certain actions so you can feel something. Are you there to give another person a feeling like you want them to change and feel something particular? You know, again, for me, it's I want to change. I want to connect and I want you to feel safe. Those are my three bigs. But maybe for you, it's, I want you to feel small. I want to feel big. 
I want to feel like I'm in total control. And maybe for you, that is also, I want you to feel safe. You know, maybe for some people, it's I want to break you down so I can build you up. Like different people have different motivations, but it's really critical to understand what's underneath your action. Because if you're just going into scenes so that you can hit and practice your skill, that's all that you'll do. And that's another legit reason to play too. Yeah, totally <laughs> legitimate. But it's good to understand a scene is more than the actions you take and it's more than practice. It is connection. It is energy exchange. And this is my personal belief, but I think that when we do scenes together, we're having a spiritual, emotional, and psychological exchange. What's your motivation as a top when you go into scenes with people? Do you have an underlying feeling that drives you as a top? For me, it does depend on the bottom. As you were talking about talking about things with, with your bottoms before you start and like seeing where they're at and things like that, I was thinking about how you and I have changed up, you know, scenes based on, you know, the kind of day or week that you've been having. I remember at least one time I had an idea in my head, I think, of the type of scene, but like you'd had a bad day or something like that. And so I shifted, right? I yeah. shifted the energy. There was a time, and granted, we're not talking about pickup play here, because uh, you and I <laughs> are not pickup play. Um, but, you know, I wanted the energy of the scene. And I think we talked about this scene in another episode. My motivation was purely reconnection. Um, so I kind of put a lot of my sadism to the side and was focused more on the connection piece. Now, I'm always looking to connect with my bottoms. <laughs> Sorry, not just with implements, but like yes. energetically connect <laughs> with my bottoms. For me, my my goal of every scene is that connection. It is that energy exchange. The dial that can go up or down might be things like how heavy I want to go in terms of, you know, sadism, etc. But ultimately, regardless of how heavy the scene is, it's really for me about that connection and allowing for for and paying attention to where my bottom is at throughout the scene and where I think they would enjoy going within obviously our negotiations and all of that. Is that an answer? Yeah, it's totally an answer. Yeah. It's, a, it's a completely valid answer. <laughs> the last piece that I wanted to share that I'm picking up from classes I'm going to, but I'm also just observing it and realizing it is true for myself. Don't be afraid to laugh during your scenes. Don't take yourself too seriously as a top or as a new top in the sense of like thinking that you can't be a human. You don't owe severity or stoicism in your scenes to your bottom. You can just laugh, giggle, go whoops or, you know, for me, like when I'm hitting and I don't hit the where I want to hit, I go, well, that wasn't the right way I wanted to do that. Let me try it again. I say that in my scene and then I slap them correctly. You know, I acknowledge that I'm learning and I invite the bottom to relax and laugh. And when you are able to acknowledge mistakes that are not serious, right? But like little mistakes, or if you're able to acknowledge something or laugh or smile, when you're really in real time reacting as a human in your scene to the bottom, you give them permission to be themselves as well. If you are holding some sort of role or style that you think you ought to, and you are pretending or putting on a front, the likelihood is that the bottom will pick up on that. And you're going to miss out on forming a real connection with the person. So like there are some tops who maybe don't want to take this advice. So disregard whatever you want. But my advice is absolutely to give yourself permission to be silly and happy and joyful. To experience the full range of emotion that you can in a scene. 
um, it's going to make you that much more human and it's going to deepen the scene that much more. Yeah, I was going to say, I laugh a lot in scenes you and do. giggle, but probably not the same kind of No, you're a happy and giggling. sadist, and you, you definitely giggle. A lot of sadists Might be laugh. more sinister. Yeah, and it's, it's actually kind of funny, but, like, the thing that's helped me the most in BDSM as a bottom and a top is having taken a ton of acting classes in college because the, the, the thing about acting is that a lot of people who are young and new think that actors are pretending believably. But what's really happening with actors who are good is that in that moment, they believe it. They believe it themselves, so you also believe it. They are actually living in a form of truth for themselves because those imaginary circumstances become real for them. It's an immersive experience. Yes. A, a real actor is not pretending. That's why you believe them. And the same is kind of true in scenes of like, you can't walk in and just put on a front or pretend you got to walk in there and have the most important person in that room not be yourself, your ego, your fears, your insecurities, but actually be the person across from you. The bottom has to be the most important person. That would be something that I feel is true in scenes. It doesn't mean that you don't get to do what you want to do, but the focus has got to be laser on that bottom. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I funny visual of a laser on a bottom. <laughs> I, cannot, I, cannot um, I think that this is something that I – I bring to the table as a top, but it's also a skill that I really admire in other tops. And I can always tell when I'm bottoming if a top is laser focused on me or if they're distracted. I can tell if a top is showboating. I've had that happen before, and I was very, very aware they were doing that. Um, and I can tell when a top is insecure because they'll try to hide it. And I respect tops more who admit I'm a little nervous. I'm okay to hear a top is nervous about something because it lets me know they're human. I want to give another tip. Yes. Uh, a practical tip because when you are first topping, there are going to, unless you have like planned out your scene entirely before you play, you might have moments. And I don't care if you're new or have been doing this forever. You might have moments where you're like, well, shit. I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> I don't know what this feels like right now. I need a moment to either decide what I do next or maybe I need a moment because I did get distracted by someone shouting in the other room and I need to refocus right um one blindfolds are your friend right because then if you pause and just need a moment they can't see what you're doing in that moment um and it will just build anticipation but also even if there's no blindfold involved it's okay to pause. It's okay. You know, you might have a moment where you just pause and you just run your hand over your bottom's body or their back. You stay connected physically as in your brain, you either take some deep breaths and get reconnected or recentered, um, or take a moment to think what feels right to do next. And the bottom has no idea if you're taking that pause because of that or if you're taking that pause because you want to take that pause and just touch that, touch them consensually for a moment and take that breath, right? They have no idea what's going on and, and it can actually work for you in a scene because it can increase anticipation for the bottom and at the very least it can increase just connection so that's just a kind of a, a little tip to add for those practical moments of shit. Yeah. Um, on that same exact note, if you're not sure what to do and you're kind of blanking or you just need a, you need a chance to sink back in, 
not only can you just touch the bottom re reassuringly or cre cre create connection, you can also laser focus in on a part of the bottom. Like for me, I'll look at hands. I will touch and massage hands. I will look at feet. I will rub shoulders. I will take a, a chance and give myself permission to really like learn their body or draw attention to them in their vessel. You don't always have to be doing things that are painful to a bottom for yeah. the scene to be impactful. In fact, honestly, some of the most impactful scenes for me as a bottom are when the top is a mixture of gentle and massage and sensual with pain. You know, you don't have to go super hard and, and you, you're not boring the bottom. Typically, you're not boring the bottom. You might think like, if I don't switch it up, they're going to get bored. You can do an entire fucking scene on spanking alone. You definitely need to take breaks and give them a chance to recover and like not like lose their shit if you're like increasing pain so much they can't take it. But a, a whole scene could revolve around spanking. Well, yeah, and it's not, I mean, I don't, I have done a little bit of massage, but that's not my go-to. But even things like running your fingers through their hair, right, if they have hair, um, <laughs> or, you know, anything like that. But it's, again, it's if you need a moment doing something that doesn't take brain power, where you can focus your brain on how do I need to recenter or what am I going to do next, but they still know that you're there. They still know that you're connected to them and they could really appreciate that moment because it's a moment for them to breathe too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm filled with other ideas of tips to offer, but ultimately this is just sort of our first thoughts on tips for tops, especially new tops. Uh, I'm still new to this journey. I, I consider myself to be quite green. I would, I would actually like to hear from people um, who are, who are new to topping or who are starting out because I'd like to know your process. For me, I take things very slow. I, I've been only using hands-on for a year. I don't use implements with bottoms yet um, because my practice is that you shouldn't need implements to have a great scene. I really believe it. That's how my dominant teaches it. Implements are fun and they can give you more sensations, but you should be able to have an amazing scene with nothing but your body, truthfully. truthfully. So um, I, I'm curious, does any, do any new tops agree with that? How quickly did you pick up your first implement? What are some implements that you think a new top should use? What are the most difficult things you found as a new top? Or what are some things that really helped you that yeah. you found really positive in your in the start of your journey? Yeah. I mean, I really want to know because right now I'm learning very slowly how to do flogging. I'm slowly learning how to do basic paddle and I'm slowly learning how to do crop. Those are the things that I'm looking at right now as I'm adding implements into my range. But I'm not in a rush, man. Where am I rushing to? <laughs> well, that's the thing. The scene's going to be here. There's no reason to to rush through anything. Take your time. Enjoy the process. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a big part of it. It's like if you can enjoy the process itself of the learning and the growth and the, you know, playing and all of that, then you're not hurrying up to get to a point where you're having fun. You're having fun the entire time. Yeah. Ultimately, be there for the people you're playing with. Be there for those relationships. Build those relationships up. And and the cool part is that as you're learning new skills, you're going to have these bottoms who already kind of know what you're like, and they're going to be more willing to, to bottom for you so you can learn with um, a person there. With that being said, we want to go ahead and end this episode um, by... Appreciation. Words. Lena, who is our most favoritist Canadian vampire. Sid, who helped us with the technical side that we aren't great at such as our website 
which is caseforkinky.org. And our server was built by Sid as well. Tussled, of course, does our cheeky notes, helps us just across the board with note-taking and link support. So we really appreciate all of you. And of course, we need to also thank our top tier patrons, Pudding Yay! and Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. Thank so you thank so you much. all so much. And to all our patrons, we really, really appreciate you. Yeah. Y'all are great. Uh, so stay classy out there. And by the way, happy Halloween. That's right. It's Halloween all of October. And also for part of <laughs> September, it was Halloween too. But, you know, Ms. Jen doesn't agree with that. So, but what? it is now officially October when you're hearing this. And so I want to say happy Halloween to you. Be the very first, hopefully, to catch you and say it. <laughs> And look forward to the rest of our episodes this month because they'll all be uh, very related. Haunted. Be well, (laughs) precious kinglings. Bye. (laughs)